But what I, what I can say is that you had asked earlier, like, what does gratitude mean to you? And I had to think about that a lot. Um, but I think at the end of the day, for me, it, it means living with awareness and acceptance in the now, in the present. Mm, yeah. Because if I'm in the now, everything's okay. I'm not triggered by the past, right? It's like when you look at a baby and they're joyful and they're playing and they're smiling and they're reaching for something or they're, they're looking at flowers and they're completely in the now and grateful. And so raising a baby by myself um, here in LA, like I would, I would watch him and he was completely in the now and that would like center me and that was the beginning of my journey. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have a veteran journalist and editor who, as a newspaper reporter and magazine writer, interviewed murderers, rapists, politicians, scientists, and CEOs. Laura hit rock bottom at uh, 39 when her husband left. She had an eight-month-old baby and a seven-year-old to care for. Her job as a parenting and pregnancy editor vanished. Her mother was dying and she had to move, had just moved back from London to LA. Little did she know that her journey to wholeness had just begun. I, I love this, uh, this short presentation about her and um, the fact that uh, she can help us get some perspective on on some very interesting topics. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast, Laura K. Rowe. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Perfect. So let us know a little bit more about you, some of the things that uh, I might have uh, missed or that you would love to share with with our Mm -hmm. audience. Well, I think you hit a lot of sort of the dramatic points. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but my my journey and um, really led me into um, yoga um, and doing lots of training. So I now teach classes, although during Corona, I'm only teaching a few. Um, and uh and I embraced um, my fiction. So I'd written a novel uh, many years ago and then just sort of dropped it. Um, and, um, and so now I'm, I've got a novel coming out um, and uh, I'm busy at work at another one. So it sort of led me back to my center and focusing on what brings me joy, which is, which is an amazing journey. So yeah that's that's beautiful i know that you you are also able to get in your best shape of your life post 40 which is amazing (laughs) well i mean that might have been something that my agent (laughs) put in there i mean i am in good shape but i mean is it better than when i was 25 that's debatable (laughs) But, uh, but i'm healthy and um health is wealth and um 
yeah and I'm, I'm feeling good so that's nice yeah awesome awesome well um yeah it's health of course is very important um like the i don't know how to how to call it the the, the external part let's say but uh, also our mental health is is quite important exactly. as well and um it's it's very important it's it's critical to to be healthy physically but um it's as important um if not even more sometimes to be healthy uh, mentally and emotionally as well and i know that you've exactly. uh, you've been through some uh, some experiences that are very tough and um you were able to to overcome them and you might you may want to to share a, a bit of that um uh, with us if you want of course yeah, of course. Um, you know, I think, I think when you're mentioning about your mental health, your spiritual health, because I think of those as two different things, right? We can be mm-hmm. intellectually on board with our graduate program or with our, with our work, but spiritually void. You see that all the time, right? Yeah. And, and then you have your physical health. You may see someone who is just looks like a, you know, champion boxer, <laughs> but um, is spiritually and, and mentally is, you know, we, we call that in yoga, the chakras, like you, you want to be in balance with all of them. Right. Um, and so you see that all the time. And I think when one area of your life is, um, is diseased, I say diseased, not diseased, but it's one area is atrophying and you're not in alignment, your body will tell you, like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but if you're spiritually and mentally just in a, in a low place, a low vibration, your body is going to start reacting in certain ways. So maybe it's headaches, maybe it's back. You know what I mean? You start to have these, these trigger effects where we're, we're completely connected once we, once we embrace that. Um, and so for me, um, you know, this is what I read somewhere back when I was in London, I was a parenting and pregnancy editor with a publishing house. And what I had read when I was doing some articles was that the biggest stressors in life are like the rug being pulled out from under you. And it is only human that you're going to fall. Right. And the biggest stressors are um, death of a family member or loved one, an international move because you're suddenly in a foreign location without your, you know, your, your, your familiar family and friends. Um, infidelity that is, um, I mean, it's always something that people don't expect, but I think in some situations it's more than others, but it's like infidelity and divorce. Um, Mm -hmm. and so in a period of like three months, I experienced all of that and loss Mm -hmm. of a job. And so, you know, upon moving from London, I just lost my dog and I know that sounds, you know, but she was my best friend and always slept at my feet when I, when I wrote, because I've always written from home. Um, and, and I almost lost the baby. That's why we moved back because I was eight months pregnant and we needed a specialist. Um, and I almost lost her because upon getting off the plane, I got chickenpox. And anyway, that's a whole nother story, but most people in England do not immunize and they don't realize that pregnant women can lose their babies if they get it. Um, so that happened. Um, my mom was dying and, um, 
and then my husband left and it all oh and then the job dissolved and so it all happened at one time and it was so disorienting that there was no place but up from there you know what i mean it's like yeah um and it took and it 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 took some time it took some time um and but what i what i can say is that you had asked earlier like what does gratitude mean to you and i had to think about that a lot um but I think at the end of the day, for me, it, it means living with awareness and acceptance in the now, in the present, mm, yeah. because if I'm in the now, everything's okay. I'm not triggered by the past, right? It's like when you look at a baby and they're joyful and they're playing and they're smiling and they're reaching for something or they're, they're looking at flowers and they're completely in the now and grateful. And so raising a baby by myself um, here in LA, like I would... I would watch him and he was completely in the now and that would like center me. And that was the beginning of my journey. Hmm. You know, those, those moments, those early days of just watching, watching him slowing down, taking breaths and knowing, okay, right now everything's okay. What do I need to do right now? Um, and it's, it's very much like the day to, you know, moment by moment journey, you know, that gets you through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very inspiring uh, when when we think about it, like all of the things that are happening in our life that are uh, influencing us one way or another, uh, especially mm-hmm. uh, in, in a negative way, uh, have power over us as long as we are not in the present. We are either uh, fearing of uh, the things that might happen in the future or um, just things that have happened that uh, have um, some influences of, of some sort in, in the present right. as well. But yeah, I indeed, totally when... agree. And I totally agree. And, you know, I'll add to that if you don't mind, like, yeah, sure. you know, as I've made this journey, because when you're first in it and a lot of people have PTSD, especially now, you know, with the pandemic, I think yeah. a lot of people are experiencing PTSD and that's a whole different animal, right? Because you, you're having stress and anxiety and, and I can talk a bit about that in yoga later, but, but it, it, it is something that we just have to be compassionate and kind with ourselves and take deep breaths and try to get into the now and just be like, right now, everything is okay. Right now, in this present moment, I am healthy right now. All, everything is, you know, all is well, I'm being taken care of. You know, we have to, sort of center ourselves from the PTSD moments, right? That's a different animal. Um, But what we focus on, we attract. And, you know, I was in a support group for many years, which I'm, I'm so grateful for, (laughs) you know, it was a blessing (laughs) at the time. Um, But now I've moved into this place where I've shifted. And there's another element to gratitude where, you know, what I focus on, um, I bring more of into my life. That's why when we focus on what's, what works, what brings us joy, what makes us flow, you know, people, pets, places, moments, family, you know, when we, when we train our mind, it's almost like Jedi training, right? That's the way I think of it. It's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's the default mind that just keeps going. Like the monkey mind, it just keeps going, keeps going. And when we just think about what a noise, that person that said that rude thing and the person that cut us off in traffic and the politician, you know, and we just get nuts, then we're not, we're not even connected to our center anymore, 
We're not connected to our essence. And so if we can train our mind to start thinking about what works and what flows, we attract more of that. And um, so I'm a big proponent of understanding where we came from to have compassion for maybe some of our behaviors that worked for us in the past, but don't work for us now. But then we've got to drop it. Because yeah. if we keep going in the past, we start we start connecting with other people on like this energetic vibration of sympathy, which then can very quickly lead like self-awareness and self-absorption are a fine line. And you don't want to be stuck in victimhood either. So I'm a big, big proponent of starting to detach in meditation and be like, huh, like where why was I constantly right? Giving that person that that annoyance so much of my attention. Because it's just it's human nature. We just don't even, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And one of the ways uh, in which we can um, deal with this uh, in a beautiful way is is yoga. I've experimented Mm. it myself. And um, I know that um, you, as when you, when you're doing those poses and uh, you're focused on them, it's easier for you to get out of your own head. Mm-hmm. And I think we all need that at times, like like the, oh, the yeah. fact that we need to go outside uh, and take a walk or mm-hmm. just just be outside. We, we also need to get out of our own head <laughs> every once in a while, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, um, and I mean, that can be challenging for some people listening. You know, I, I, I lived in London for years. I know what that winter is like, plus they're in a lockdown now. So I try to be, um, compassionate about people that are in lockdown or if there's, um, you know, ice and wind and rain. I mean, we all have different circumstances that are daunting. And, um, so, you know, not everyone can just, just go for a walk at the beach. I'm, I'm blessed here in California. Mm-hmm. And one of the things though, that um, I used to do when I lived in London as well with those long winters is yoga. And I wasn't a yoga teacher back then. And I would just turn on, um, it's like a yoga for dummies video. (laughs) And I would do it in my apartment and I would find a sunny spot. Like I would try And if it wasn't a sunny spot, I'd I'd turn on one of those, those lamps, you know, that would help you get some vitamin D. Um, And, and I would tell myself to shelf it, whatever the problem was, whatever I was angry about, I'd shelf it. And then I do just a 20 minute flow. And then suddenly it's like, it's almost as if I got to a vista, you know, when you hike and you get to a vista and then you, you can see things with a little bit more clarity, you know, cause you've detached a little bit, you zoomed out a little bit. And when we're constantly in it, when we're in the trees and we can't see the forest, you know, when we're in it, where it's like a dog gnawing on a bone, that doesn't get, that doesn't solve your problems. Sometimes just letting it go, flowing, feeling some gratitude um makes a huge difference so in my yoga class i work with cancer patients up at a hospital and people right out of um, surgery once a week i've been doing it for seven years and so i have this this very gentle flow yoga class mostly breathing deep breathing um gentle postures that flow it's like shushing a baby so we don't hold it statically and then we always have this like moment of gratitude we put our hands in our hearts and we mentally shift. We think about what works, what flows in our life, what brings us joy. And if we've had a really bad day, just maybe having lunch, having a bed. Do you know what I mean? Like just make it really simple and you bring it in. Um, 
And then you notice afterwards that your vibration has shifted completely and it makes a huge difference. You know, it, it makes even meditation later easier. Um, and so I've been doing that, but it really started with my boys because ever since they were young at night, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. You know, I don't adhere to one particular religion, but at night, um, the way we say our quote unquote prayers is by our gratefuls. We've been doing that, gosh, 19 years because I have a 19 year old and I have a 12 year old. And so they have to say they're gratefuls at night. And it used to be, you say for how, however old you are, you know, like if you're 12, you say 12 of them. If you're, you know, and we've been doing that. Um, and it makes a huge difference, huge difference. Just think about what you're grateful for before, before going to bed. Um, and I do that with my yogis. And, and for me, it's like, I, I teach what I need to learn because almost every Every time I do it in class, it's like I, I'm uplifted. Like I needed that. <laughs> I know, um, I know. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It, it's the same here. And since we, uh, we got to this point, let's do it now. And let's do it uh, with our listeners. Sure. So if you want to lead the way. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, okay. So... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. All right. So just pretend you're in one of my, my gentle yoga classes. If you are sitting down in a chair, ground your feet. Um, wherever you're sitting, if you're comfy, just keep it there. You know? But place one hand over your heart and one hand over that in your heart space. Uh, close your eyes. Maybe roll your shoulders a couple of times. It's good to be loose. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Maybe let the shoulders rise up to your ears. Pull the shoulder blades back and exhale out of the mouth. Good. Just bow your head in gratitude and begin to shift your vibration away from the monkey mind. Start to mentally think about what works in your life, right? Today, think about what has brought you a little serenity, right? Maybe some joy what you're grateful for, maybe what you're grateful for not having. Right? So bring it in. Right? For me, it's health, my boys, my book coming out, being with you, Georgian. But think about things in this moment, people, pets, places, moments, projects that make time slide through. Right? And just take a moment. Notice how you're feeling more centered. Notice how you're feeling more connected. Notice that your heart is beating in a peaceful rhythm. Notice that you're feeling a sense of wellness come in. Just invite that in. This is our authentic vibration. Take another moment. And then notice how you'd like to feel today. How would you like to feel? Maybe a little bit more at peace, you know, more trusting. Maybe playful, right? It's okay to be playful. It's okay to have fun and to feel good, even when there's so much going on in the world. It's, it's, it lights other people up, gives other people the roadmap and the permission to do the same. So 
Think about how you'd like to feel, no judgment. Bring it in, see yourself feeling that way. Good. We're gonna take a deep breath in to seal that intention, that feeling intention. Take a deep breath in. Maybe let the shoulders rise, hold it up at the top, and exhale, let it go. Beautiful. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing how a few breaths and a few thoughts can shift you? Yeah, most definitely. I always love to, to do these things um, on, on the spot as well, like uh, while we are talking about them, because I think the best way in which we can actually understand something is by doing it and um, mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that um, our audience has been doing this as well or if uh, they weren't uh, just go back 30 or 60 seconds and um, try it as well and maybe even share it with, with your friends and family because if, if you're like me it's um, it's a really powerful experience and it's something that um, can really help you find the balance and and mm -hmm. the gratitude in your in your life it's really beautiful thank you for for doing this exactly. with us oh, of course of course oh, it's, the, um, beautiful. it's the mind body it's um it's the mind body connection you know it's like um i think the uh the bio that you read about me that my agent <laughs> created is the dramatic version and um you know, when I was in college, I was already writing for newspapers, you know, and, and mm. interned at the BBC and was really, really into making a difference and thinking how journalists can make a difference, right? And um, and when I was working for a newspaper in Maryland and covering crime and um, riding around with police who are trying to catch drug, drug dealers. And I'm, if you look at me, I'm a very tiny person too. It's like, I can't imagine I was putting myself in harm's way, but I was. And um, <laughs> an interviewing, I did, I had to cover a, a, a murder where um, a man chopped up the body of his mother-in-law and his wife and put it all over this farm outside of Annapolis and had to interview him. And it was just so stressful. And at the time I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the tools. I was a really good writer but I didn't have the tools to relax and then went into starting to writing novels and I went to grad school in New York. And what I learned in grad school when I was working with so many writers is that, you know, dipping into even, even for fiction, whether you're writing nonfiction or fiction, you're dipping into like fearful moments or your authentic self. It's like one of my, um, favorite writers, Patty Callahan Henry, she told me once, you know, the best writers, um, they dig into the compost of their youth, you know, and it makes them mm -hmm. anxious and fearful. Um, and, and how do we deal with that? And most writers that I know, uh, get a little cynical, get a little defensive, get a little neurotic, a little anxious, and they start, um, you know, it's like Hunter S. Thompson or anyway, there's a lot of authors that went down this, this path of drinking heavily, um, bad habits and so what I noticed is like the coffee the drinking the not exercising the sitting for hours the bad food and and then it 
And then it has that effect on your body and it's hard to get into that grateful calm place. And that's where you can really create, you know? And, yeah. um, and so with, with my yoga, it helped me become a better writer. And that's, what's interesting. It helped me become more centered and less fearful of what other people think so that I can create. And so now I'm working on my fourth book and you know, a lot of people are like, how is that possible? You're a single mom. You also juggle. I work part-time as an editor and a yoga teacher. But what's interesting is that when you center yourself and you're calm, you realize there's enough time. You have enough time. You are enough. You have something to say. You know, and this is applicable to anything you want to do, any dream, right? You yeah. can sit down for an hour a day. That's it. And so I use these tools to actually become a better writer. Um, and I started doing yoga and writer's retreats for that reason so that writers can get away and relax and breathe and then refocus on whatever project they're working on. And I, I see that as applicable to any dream. You know, once we center ourselves, we got that fear, anxiety, um, and we start to believe, oh, it's possible. And we can listen to our intuition. And so for me, it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. And it comes Most back definitely. to the gratitude because I can't. I can't, I can't be in gratitude if I'm in fear. You know? Exactly. It's not possible. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. And the, the kind of uh, final product that you release into the world is quite different when, when you do it from fear or when you're doing it from a balanced place inside of you. Mm. It's what you, what you put out in the world from what, what's inside. And, uh, that of course one way or another has a ripple effect and either mm. you you get other people to to get into that that fear or you um you get them to be more in balance with uh with the work that you're putting out that's so true right i mean just for everyone you too what you're doing here is amazing i think it's just it's it's um so important to just to come back and what is your journey to get to gratitude how do you get there what does it look like i think it's just such a great conversation to have totally we are nearing the end of our time together and uh, mm -hmm. i wanted to to ask you a little bit about your books and um i know mm -hmm. that you you have one coming up can you tell I us a, a bit more about that Yes, absolutely. Of course I can tell you. Um, so I have a, a novel called Between Thoughts of You. Um, and it should be coming out, I thought December, but due to um, COVID, the printing presses are a little bit delayed at Simon & Schuster. So it'll be coming out um, in January. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. It's fiction. Um, inspired um, really by my questions of what is love, you know? And so it's two main characters, an old, uh, old man, an Italian-American millionaire is um, dying in his villa um, and he harbors a secret. He's never told anyone that um, he was engaged to and broke a promise to this um, Japanese woman that he met in World War II, and he's never forgotten about her. He's just never forgotten about her, and he's just kind of haunted by how he had left her. And um, and then his caretaker, who is a um, Japanese-Hawaiian woman, who um, she lost a baby, and um, and and her husband had 
had been unfaithful. And so she's just trying, she's grappling with, with her own. And so the stories are between her stories and his stories. It's all, it's all through her point of view, but each chapter goes back and forth and it's their conversations in the villa. Um, and then all kinds of mischief happens when she meets um, the old man's son. And um, so it's called between thoughts of you, because I don't know if it, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes you're in a location and the distance of being in, in this location helps you see things a little bit more clearly and you're maybe you're constantly thinking about someone else in a different light, right? Because you're detached, you're not there. You're able to think about them in a different light, or maybe there's someone that's lingered and it's just never really left you, and you didn't realize it until later that that person yeah. is still in your heart, right? And so it's called between thoughts of you because she and the old man, they're both thinking about the loves of their life, but while they're together and while they're doing things in Italy. Um, so I'm really excited about that book coming out. And, um, and I also have a, a yoga and meditation book that'll be coming out in 2021 too. And I'm very excited about that. So, um, so that is me. You can, you can learn all about it on my website. It's uh, you can actually pre-order between thoughts of you um, and get entered to win a spot in my, um, my yoga and writers retreat in Maui, September, 2021. And here's, hoping that it's we have the all clear for it and that um we're in a post-covid pandemic world and we can all have some fun in maui you know but all of that's on my website so beautiful beautiful so uh what is your website <laughs> yeah it's my pen name laura middle initial k last name row roe so laura k com. beautiful Thank you so much for all of the beautiful things that you've shared with us, for the beautiful exercises and um, for just being here present with us and helping us reconnect to the present moment. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. This was wonderful. My pleasure. If you know that you don't need to be rich to feel abundant and grateful, then this course is for you. There are so many courses out there teaching you to get rich and to get rich fast. In my experience, being able to maintain a state of gratitude and abundance is far more valuable than getting rich. So I want to invite you on this seven-week journey from lack to abundance because I would really love for you to experience more and more abundance in your life. The first step on this journey is to click the link in the description or go to georgianbenta.com abundance.